Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. I hope you had a lovely week. Uh, this week's episode is with Sam Evans. He's a comedian here in New York City and he's also my roommate. I decided to ask him to come on because he's very pro-therapy and we've had the chats about it privately. So I was like, oh, we should do an episode about that. Um, obviously, I've never been and I've been reluctant to go over the years. So we chat a bit about that and he chats about his positive experiences from it and then we just talked about a bunch of other stuff as well but if you want to see the video for that as usual it's on the patreon so patreon forward slash the shift podcast and um, and that's just pay what you want as well and next week's episode will be up there this week as well and there's solo episodes up there as well but other than that listen to this episode and follow sam and go listen to his album everything's in the description and i'll talk to you at the end hello hello <laughs> <laughs> it feels so weird doing these sometimes where you're like okay now sure. we're i did one with leland where i had to be like interviewer so i had to be like so anyway okay let's start this is leland well it's also funny because it's it's just us going from uh being in our apartment uh just kind of quietly shooting the shit I feel like we both have a pretty good uh, morning. I'm also going to turn my phone on airplane mode and put it behind you so that I can't uh, be distracted on okay. my phone. I, I always hide mine down the couch. Yeah, right. I, I also used to hide my watches down there because they ticked really loudly, but I've stopped since you moved in. So <laughs> You put your watches in the couch cushions. Yeah, they tick. They're just swatch watch. So, so when you're on the podcast, you do that or just in general? Just in general because it, it makes me feel like I'm going insane because it's just like tick, 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 you know, because sometimes I like to sit here in the quiet you and do, I always yeah. tick tick so uh-huh. i have to now it's hidden one of them's hidden in my socks and one's hidden by the window over there that's something that i didn't know about you that i feel like we're on the same wavelength about and i really appreciate which is uh especially in the morning but different times throughout the day it's nice to just be like it's quiet in this apartment you <laughs> yeah know? and we're not unhappy there's zero tension it's just yeah, I love that. That's one thing. Like, I love my last roommate and everybody knows her from my Instagram stories and stuff like that. And she is great. But wow, is she loud. And in the morning, she likes to play like Spanish music and uh, make these smoothie things with this machine. It's a juicer. Uh huh. I mean, and it's very loud. It's amazing. I didn't throw it out the window through the pandemic. I was a real test of my patient. I have to say, I was like, wow, this is really testing my patience. <laughs> and, you know, she'd be on her Zoom meetings in the morning, but like here on this table. So I, I knew way too much about her employees and the work people just from like 7, 8 a.m. here. Yeah. So I do like that you're more on a like, let's just like quiet. And I love her too. She has so many other perks. Like that personality is like good and fun and great. So it's not like a but yeah she's a good I person do like quiet yeah well and also coming out of the pandemic it's like your home becomes your everything yeah your workplace you're this you're that you know yeah so nice to just uh have it be a quiet i love the quiet i think for us too whereas this is different for if anyone else 
because I'm sure if other people live with people who are just like that they would be fine with it but we go out and do shows and then I bartend so there's always people there's always talking and then I do the podcasts and then like and I love that so sometimes it's nice just to be like oh just sit in the quiet and not and Mm -hmm. not yeah yeah frankly it also shows if you came home and you were as as animated as you are when you're in public I'd be like who is this person where does this energy come from but the fact that you come home and you're like it's like what's up katie yeah yeah yeah. it's a very uh it's a very endearing quality that you have okay good good yeah yeah, because a lot of people are like especially if i'm and i was saying this to leland the other day because we were out and i was being quiet and he was like is everything okay and i was like no you just have to know that if i'm quiet i'm just tired because it's i just like being quiet sometimes but because i'm very talkative i've had a couple of times where so for the listeners me and sam do this comedy club called new york comedy club and they have this late night where comedians who are past at it can go do like it's basically like an open mic but you got to be booked for it or you got to be picked um and you get to do yeah you gotta yeah 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 we're we're still good (laughs) but you gotta do new material i'm always panicked that i'm not recording yeah i'm recording um but it's mainly guys on it for the most part and me and Lindsay um and there was the odd time over the past few years where i've just been sick or tired and just sat in the corner and been quiet and each time that has happened a male comedian has come up to me and been like did i do something to annoy you have i pissed you off and i'm like no i'm just yeah being quiet yeah yeah insecure feck (laughs) it's a an anxious uh trait when things are quiet i used to have that when i was a kid when my family was quiet at the dinner table I would be like, it's quiet. I don't like it. It yeah. feels like something's wrong. Yeah. And they were like, nothing's wrong. It's just quiet. Yeah. You can just be quiet. Yeah. I get that very much. Well, and I had, I was thrown by it the first time you were sitting out here <laughs> yeah. early in the morning and you weren't saying anything. And I was like, you're quiet. Are you okay? It's okay if you're quiet. I just need to know. And you were yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I like quiet. Yeah. Sometimes. 100%. I think about that. I always want to do a bit about it because kind of hand in hand with that dinner thing i used to just lose my mind at how often my dad every day would just come home and sit in his office chair and just sometimes be reading but sometimes just be sitting there enjoying the silence and i it blew my mind (laughs) and i always want to go back now and be like hey i get it you you hit a certain age and you're like the quiet is just yeah so nice you get to slow down with your thoughts and that's the other thing is all especially for creative people i think that's when the best jokes happen is when you're just like zoned out Mm. and just like staring into space yeah you can really just i also find as well if it's like you know sometimes i don't have anything to talk about so if someone's like oh oh you're quiet is everything okay and if it's like a new person then i'm like trying to think of stuff to talk about and i'm like did you read that news from 10 years ago? Because I haven't read the news in a long time. <laughs> you know, like, Or like, I just read Irish news. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the highlights. I don't know what's going on. Because they email me. But what we wanted to talk today is about therapy. And I, I just realized that I was, I say therapy weird. How do you say therapy? Therapy. Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. Um, that hard Irish tea. Yeah. No. Hard Irish tea. Oh. Hard Irish tea. No. Double meaning. Soft tea. Therapy? So, oh, is that hard tea? I feel like a soft tea, like t- to me, TH, th, oh. is softer than t. Oh, therapy. Oh. Anyway. Um, 
But for the listeners, neither of us are experts. But I asked Sam because Sam keeps being like, oh, I'm pro-therapy. You should do therapy. And I was like, oh, maybe we should talk about it since you're such a pro-therapy person. And my experience would be not exactly like the podcast. We've had therapists on. I'm definitely pro people going to therapy, but I've been reluctant myself to go to therapy. Sure. So. What do you think it is uh, that you're reluctant about? Because there, I, I think there's a milieu of reasons to be hesitant about it that are perfectly sane but what is it yeah think? i think for me the first reason is that when i was small a therapist asked me who would i like to live with my mom or my dad and um, but my mom had told me to say her she was like i'll never see your granny again you'll never see your school friends and i'll be upset yeah, so coached. it was a lot of responsibility for a five-year-old and then i felt it was my fault over the years that i was living with my dad but like i'm sure it had nothing to do with that uh, the therapist did ask though they said who would you like to live with and i just think that that's not really a question you should ask a child but i guess no i don't think so i mean like i'm sure they're just trying to find out but i also think like a a kid is coach or b a kid doesn't know what's the best for it and then yeah i I remember also like drawing a picture or drawing a simpsons simpsons character but yeah i just kind of was like it gave me a bad taste in my mouth but also there's multiple reasons you're like afraid that they'll be like yeah you have like 17 mental health issues which i'm sure i don't but i'm like (laughs) oh my god i remember doing a therapy podcast and he was like someone was like come on and do it and like if it's for podcasts and like followers i'll do anything you know for fuck's sake like and i was like sure i'll be good for my podcast so i do it and at the very end he goes now we do an extra half an hour on the patreon where i diagnose um you and he's saying this on the podcast he was like so if you guys want to hear what i'm gonna say to katie you gotta you gotta go sign up to patreon and i'm like oh my god i'm gonna jump out the window am i gonna find out that i have but this is what he does and then when he went on the patreon he was like oh no you're fine you you developed great coping mechanisms um you've handled all of your yeah. childhood situations fine he's like you may have subconscious anxiety which i, I probably think you have ha- you do have but like and i'm like yeah that's fine i have anxiety that i don't know about that's great yeah <laughs> also i think you're in good company if you have like subconscious anxiety or anything like that yeah i think everybody poops with stress or yeah. like yeah but so i was like there was a millisecond where i was like oh no sure. <laughs> yeah i don't i also don't blame you for being turned off it off of it from the experience with the therapist from your childhood because that's actually pretty traumatic you know Mm. because not only is it like oh i had a negative experience kind of involving a therapist but also it's uh seems like you have a lot of guilt yeah from it you know and it's not your fault but knowing that and feeling that are two different things yeah yeah i still remember i can still remember that like street and her like bending down and being like okay now you have to say me like i can't live without like like really traumatic yeah and like stuff about my grandmother is all mad isn't it um also as well i think a lot of people are afraid to go to therapy and i would have been the same as well because you're just afraid like you kind of make yourself uh have everything together but you're one little crack and it might all fall apart i mm. use the reference i've used and i think i've used it on the podcast before is like a you know like a china cup and has like a little crack but if you drop it that thing's fucked it's not coming back together <laughs> so that's what it feels like if you start talking about this stuff and you start opening up about it you're like i don't know mm-hmm. uh, you're just afraid you'll like fall apart and not be able to put yourself back together and i think that's the fear of therapy because they're gonna be they're gonna dig in and you're like i don't wanna yeah but you're not a china cup I know, but that's what you feel like. I don't sure. feel like that anymore, but it took years of me slowly. Yeah. And like slowly talking about it to friends, being like, ha ha, my mom's 
a bit mental. Oh, ha, ha, you know. <laughs> and but see, that's a that's a not vulnerable way to talk about. I it, know. You, know? I know, you, I know. you laugh and. But it's slow. It, over the years, it slowly lets you kind of be more vulnerable and open up about it and be, because sure. when You're breaking the ice of it. Yeah, when, yeah. If I had a first talked about it when I left home, I would have just burst out crying each time. So I think sure. for a lot of people who go through anything, that's the thing. It's like you're afraid to fall apart if you talk about it you'll fall apart yeah it's different if i go now and talk about it i'm i mean i probably should have went to therapy 10 years 10 12 years ago but well it's never a bad time to no i know I know. and also um <laughs> i mean you probably fall apart but just to an extent you know yeah some of it is the dredging up uh unpleasant things also you're a fundamentally good person yeah you know i don't think you're harboring any like and that was when i stabbed my grand you know like yeah. it was you, me the whole time yeah yeah in my mind it seems like a lot of and i can't you know again i'm in no place to diagnose but i always feel like it seems like you're just a a good kid who had like a a rough shake for a fair yeah, number yeah. of years you know yeah absolutely no yeah. no and i know that now but I can understand why people wouldn't want to go to therapy for those sure. similar reasons. Yeah, it's hard. It's that's I had a conversation with a friend about this the other day, which is like therapy's not it doesn't make you feel good all the time, <laughs> but it is good all the time. But wait, so you're like you're like, okay, getting into your deep you're finally getting into the deep stuff and you're like really about and then they're like whoop 59 minutes gotta go <laughs> that's what i'd be worried about because sometimes even the podcast i always planned it for it'd be 45 minutes to an hour but the guest is just talking so we just go for an hour and a half and it's like that's what i don't understand do the therapists be like what do they do if you're like if you're crying right at the end <laughs> they just go well goodbye uh no my therapist has and usually our sessions are scheduled for 45 minutes and i have had that where i am like crying towards the end but she's never been like, well, see ya. Like, she, she's a professional and understands things like tact. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's never been like that. Also, I bet that you are the same as me, which is because uh, um, I do it over uh, remotely, over like a video chat. And I am always worried about that. So I am keeping my eye on the clock. And if I do start to like cry or something like that, I, I'll see like five minutes left. And I'll be like, all right, well, <laughs> you know, like pull yourself back together. <laughs> yeah. I don't want there to be any awkward goodbyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, when did you start going to therapy? I went to therapy uh, probably like five or six years ago for about a year. Um, and I liked it. Uh, but at some point, I think my I moved and I couldn't afford I had to like make cuts, as it were, because my rent was a little bit more. Um, and you were like, mental health I know. is better. I would rather more physical space. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was also in a good place. Okay, good, good, good. Um, but then coming out of the pandemic, I started going, I want to say in February or March. Mm -hmm. I was having a lot of uh, anger issues uh, and not like violent outbursts but just like my i noticed my base level of like irritability and this is when i was in a relationship so i didn't want to have that keep being an issue for uh my ex yeah and uh and it was immediately better you know even after the first session i was like oh i, I need to be doing this and why why is the first session what you were like okay i'm being irritable i'm getting snappy i'm getting mm. And they just were able to give you a coping mechanism straight away? 
Not even that. I literally, the first session, she was just like, so what do you think's going on? And I just talked for 45 minutes. And then she was like, how do you feel now? Yeah. And I was like, good. I mean, it's fun to talk about yourself for 45 minutes. Oh, and yeah. And was, I guess you're figuring it out then. Yeah. And you're, you're saying it out loud. Because it's a... I feel like it's a collaborative thing, you know, because they can only go off of yeah. what you give them. Uh, yeah. What was causing you to be irritable and angry just from the pandemic? Was it like a kind of like a post uh, pandemic pandemic trauma? certainly played a big part in it. But there is also, um, I think, relationship dynamics that I wasn't aware of in my... Mm. So it, kind of in any uh, relationship in my life, but especially in my my romantic one at the time there was things that were while not glaringly unhealthy would would lead to like tiny resentments building up over time you know things like that uh and so therapy just kind of helps you become aware of that and how you're contributing to that and maybe certain boundaries that you need to set for yourself and etc etc i one time i talked to my therapist and I told her, I was like, I, I always hope that you're just going to tell me what to do that so that I can fix something. And she laughed and she was like, well, that's not exactly what this is. And I was like, I kind of know that now. And she was like, it's, uh, I can't, we were talking about it. It's like therapy. It's kind of like a measure of you're, you're trying to get a measure of objectivity, right? You can't always, because you're in your own head about your situation, you can't always get the clearest picture. But if you talk to a professional, it's kind of giving you like a a clearer, more three-dimensional view of what's going on in your brain and your life, I think. Yeah. So it's not just somebody being like, do this, fix this. Yeah. It's them being like, well, this is what's happening in your brain and this is what you're doing and et cetera, et cetera. I also feel like, so ever since I started doing the solo podcast, I kind of feel like that's therapy, but mm-hmm. just talking or even like I voice message my girlfriends and I find like voicing, hear, oh, yeah. saying it out loud, you mm-hmm. hear it. Yeah, because it's journaling, like, oh, essentially. Oh, you know? yeah. You're like able to, when it's in your head, it's like it doesn't, it's kind of frustrating or you don't really understand what's going on. But when you say it out loud, you're like, you hear it and you're like, oh, that's what's going on. That's why I'm feeling this way. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's kind of like that. Yeah absolutely i think so yeah it's um yeah you're getting like a measure of clarity why did you go to therapist in the first place five years ago uh kind of a similar situation not necessarily anger but i i just have a lot of um and we've been talking about this a lot but just anxiety that manifests itself in different ways and leads to bad habits and just like misery sometimes i'll be like so anxious for days and days on end that i'm like i can't keep living like this you yeah. know it's uh it lessens your quality of life and yeah it's just a quiet misery i'm also the kind of person who likes to put on a happy face but i have a bad poker face too yeah so i'll be like smiling <laughs> yeah you have everybody. a bad poker face oh, you're like 100%. i'm fine yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look and so sad like, oh really <laughs> yeah that's um so it just becomes apparent to me and everyone around me. Definitely. And why did they ever, with therapists, did they ever f- know what was the reason why you have anxiety or what was a source or what's a trigger? Uh, I mean, I know just from living my life, uh, but um, 
my health is a big factor. Uh, and I, it seems like such a simple thing to say, but, um, yeah, if I can get in a better place physically, yeah. uh, it, it helps monumentally yeah. with my overall anxiety level. It's not a cure, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is like, okay, yeah, if we just prioritize exercising several times a week and like not eating like garbage and sleeping, you'll, you'll be amazed at how much it's lessened. Sleep more or sleep less? Sleep more. Yeah, yeah. I love a good sleep. Yeah. I said this to you already. I wake up every morning feeling depressed and then I go, nope, and I go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And I just sleep it off. That's why I kind of have a day job. (laughs) How many hours of sleep a night do you think you get? Um... Well, last night was crazy. I didn't wake up till one, but I wake up a lot because of my dreams and nightmares. Mm-hmm. So I have a disrupted sleep. So I don't think I ever reach realm. Is that what they, or REM? REM. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I'm going to another realm. <laughs> 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 I'm Sabrina and I, <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Sometimes I try to have at least eight hours. So I'll usually go sleep around two remind me more because i don't wake up until like 11 so i guess like yeah i feel like i air on five to seven which is not no it's not if i'm like i'll be like irritable anxious yeah if i I can get above seven then i'm usually pretty good but that's why i go back to sleep i refuse i'm like nope i'll be like even if leland stays over and he's like good morning i'm like goodbye i'm going back to sleep you can do your thing and he'll just go back to sleep too but I just, yeah, I need to be, I need at least eight hours or I'll be anxious and overthinky. And yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. No, no, can't. Um, but. I'd be interested to see also if you're, sorry, I don't know how much no. you want to talk about this, but you said your doctor was like, you need to eat a little bit better, right? Yeah. yeah. Improve nutrition. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if that affects your. Sleep. Over, well, not your sleep, but even just your overall anxiety level and stuff like that yeah i think so mm-hmm. i think being sick even last week was great for my anxiety because i feel great the last two weeks i think so for me and anxiety there's triggers so that audition that we both did that was a trigger for me so 100%. that like made me spiral and i hadn't spiraled like that in a long time um and then being sick made me slow down and it's like wow nothing is worth prioritizing my health and i do that so much i even did that when i was an artist i would just like overwork i would work at my job too much and then i'd be sick and it'd be so nice to get sick because you'd feel like oh i can take this guilt-free few days to rest and it's like that's insane yeah that you have to wait until your body's breaking down yeah. to feel like you can sure and now that i'm sure. 30 i'm like i know that's not old but it is like too old to be doing that shit so i just need to eat better and prioritize like sure. exercise and yeah and become comfortable with not doing everything not like i said no to something today which sure. is like yeah but i did it with the least anxiety i usually mm-hmm. have I, yeah. usually i would just say yeah to everything and fit it all in and it's like I completely agree it's also a good um that's a good way to end up in a situation, especially comedy wise, but I'm sure anything where you say yes to everything and then you end up doing something where you're like, I would rather die than do this thing. Oh yeah. yeah. And then the problem is this, there's this man, I think comedy mentality is very similar to Irish mentality. So Irish people can be very like, just work till you die, work really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, never like, even if you're sick, you never go. I, I believe we have universal healthcare because nobody fucking uses it. Like you could be, dead and you'd be like no 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 i'm god i'm not going to the doctor i'll be fine <laughs> yeah yeah so we don't really uh also look after so that's kind of, and then comedy mentality is the same where grind 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 say yes to everything 
and I truly think I was thinking about it today and I was like actually this so my dad is the saying he says when you don't worry about money money comes and I just feel like that mentality is better in life like to just be like if I you know you can't do everything and just relax and do your best and like yeah instead of doing a million things and it's like working hard and not working smart so being sick was nice for me because i was like oh i was even better last week at comedy Mm -hmm. like when i took the few days off i also wonder if you feel this way i because i think i i fall into this trap a lot too where i'm i become concerned with being busy Mm -hmm. uh versus you should be concerned with being productive which they're similar but not the same you know yeah because even you were like it's funny i love i actually love living with you because and i said this to leland i was like wow you've been best friends with sam really um uh, prepared you for our relationship because i think me and you are very similar and we have similar anxieties similar um yeah but and he's pretty even keel oh yeah. my god he's the perfect person for yeah, someone yeah. like us yeah very much so <laughs> very calm it's yeah. always embar- embarrassing to, or not embarrassing because i don't i never feel self i'm 10 years older than leland yeah. he's one of my best friends and i never feel self-conscious about the age difference but i am always quietly in awe <laughs> of how, what a basket case of nerves i can be and then my friend who's 10 years younger than me is like it's fine yeah. who cares yeah you know he's a that's a, just a rock. His, yeah. yeah he's just like whatever yeah it's mm-hmm. fine. I even sometimes notice him sometimes just agreeing with me to shut me up. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's just, he doesn't care. He'll have an opinion and I'll be like, no. And he'll go, yeah, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> he's just like, whatever. I He really just doesn't, which is great. Um, But yeah, he, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I forget. Oh, oh, oh yeah. So you were like, oh, I'm not booked till Saturday. Mm-hmm. and if i wasn't booked till saturday i would feel the same i'd be like oh shit i don't have shows and i think we definitely like doing stand-up is a lot of our life purpose but when you said that and you were like oh i was thinking oh that's so great you've got thursday and friday like work on stuff and write and relax and then like you have a great show saturday so that was my perspective hearing you say it mm-hmm. and i'm sure the same if i were like oh i don't have a show it's saturday you'd probably be like oh that's so nice you get to relax for a couple of days yeah. but when it's ourselves we're like oh my god why am i doing 17 shows in sure. two days certainly and saturdays in two days yeah like it's know. so nice you have a friday night off to go like yeah and i could do some prep and and i will or go see friends hang out have a I drink know. we yeah. rarely get to do that yeah that's the other thing i didn't realize until today it's like oh i've just been at work for like three days in a row i've seen almost no one yeah, yeah. um and uh yeah i'm excited to see people and just have a couple days to myself what religion were you brought up if you don't mind me asking uh the denomination is called the christian and missionary alliance so it's kind of like a a protestant evangelical church um but the emphasis is placed on missions and missionaries so when uh you would do like uh, missions trips sometimes just to different places in the united states but also sometimes abroad and then when I was a kid, it wasn't unusual for a couple times a year, we would have missionaries staying yeah. at our house uh, and they would come back from overseas and preach at all the different churches uh, to sort of solicit funds for their overseas missions. And oh. then, um, yeah. Uh, so it was very, fairly intensive. We, I went, I have a joke about it, but I went to church like at least three times a week growing up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it would be like, morning church which was like church sunday school something else 
and then evening service on Sunday nights. So twice on Sundays, we would go on Wednesdays for like family night where you would do another small Bible study and then like a potluck dinner. And then usually like there'd be something else like a choir practice or a play practice or something like that. So it was, we grew up two minutes away from the church. So, and is that church similar to a Catholic church where there's a lot of guilt and, uh, not like a Catholic <laughs> church at all because it's not, it's relatively young. It's only like 200 years old, uh-huh. which is pretty young church wise. But, uh, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of guilt in religion in general. Yeah. I once had a, one of my best friends is Jewish and he was like, are you Jewish at all? And I was like, I don't think so. And he was like, we well, have a lot of Jewish guilt. Yeah, yeah, no, that's sure. what I was thinking. You were Catholic. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I was like, that's a similar kind of like, oh, I don't know. Uh, you know, like you're that guilt or like if I'm not working, uh-huh. you question your. Yeah. I remember vividly having a, uh, when I, I went to like a church camp, uh, this place called Beulah Beach when I was like 13. And one of the pastors there was like, talking about sexual sin he was like and just so we're clear masturbation is a sin and you felt all the boys in the church go like i know and uh it bothered me for years you know and still it's uh yeah it's an ongoing we we were i was i posted this joke it was just a joke remember i said to you when leland i was like oh people who love jesus just hate themselves and you guys were like oh you should make that into a joke and i just posted it on twitter and then Mm -hmm. i posted on my instagram and people were like some people were like so i also put on tiktok so they get real butthurt yeah they were like butthurt they were like no that's not true and but then some especially irish people one girl wrote and she was like it's so true like i remember having to lie about my sins as a kid Mm -hmm. and that's so true we used to have to go to confession but you would have and they'd be like what are your sins and you would lie and be like oh i stole money from my mother's wallet but you didn't you just didn't have any sins you were a child yeah (laughs) especially those especially like specifically like uh like sexual like stirrings and masturbation is like such a natural thing that to like look at a young kid and be like that's wrong is so (laughs) fucked up it's so (laughs) fucked up yeah yeah oh my god it is like i the podcast listeners know and i i also have this thing where i i kind of i don't remember certain things sometimes because uh I like to like black out stuff a little bit. <laughs> That's so weird. Sure. I'm also yeah. afraid if I ever go to therapy, I'll remember stuff that I blacked out. Maybe. But uh, um, the masturbation stuff, I never masturbated until I was in America, really. But I do remember when I was younger getting like an electric toothbrush. Mm-hmm. And like, but I didn't know like where your clit was. I didn't know about the clit. I didn't sure. know. I just heard someone make a joke about it. Uh-huh. Uh and then just like putting it down there and be like, oh, nothing's happening. <laughs> I'm so bold. I'm so dirty. I'm disgusting. <laughs> or I remember once putting a finger up there and being like, oh, I feel so bad. I feel so guilty. Sure. And then that was it. I think it wasn't. I didn't really start masturbating until. Until you came stateside. Yeah. Wow. A few years in as well. How old were you? I think 27. I wish I had of journaled wow. mo- then. Yeah. I just, I never, I remember even when I left my my mom's house my dad was like oh you should be writing this all down a bad pen is better than a good memory and i was like i don't want to remember any of this so i've never journaled because i just don't like sure i just kind of like got getting on with things and moving on yeah but i wish that i was more into journaling because i would love to read back i all i remember is because i was living with jack in the second apartment uh-huh. so we had lived in the first apartment it wasn't the first apartment it was second apartment and i remember the being one that you lived in without the albert yeah yeah and i remember that was the apartment that you 
discovered yourself then. yeah because wow. i i think and like tori would have talked a lot about masturbation and she's very like she sent pictures of vagina and be like do you think this is an std you know like she's very comfortable than any of my friends i ever met mm-hmm. and very open and uh, i remember every night making it a thing like being like i'm gonna figure this out and i'm gonna orgasm and i'm gonna so i think it took like weeks or months to figure it out but it was like i'm doing this and i I remember at one point having my legs up against my bedroom wall and like trying like an upside down thing (laughs) 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 um that's really funny yeah so i'd imagine i was 27 because it can't be more than three yeah maybe 26 three or four years ago also a lengthy process of self-discovery a couple weeks you say before you're like must have been yeah yeah, before you were like i get it yeah because i used to think i was orgasming and i obviously have a joke about it now but like i actually wasn't i would just be like oh that feels nice okay let's stop but and i know my ex in ireland i would stop before if i were on top because we never did clear work Mm-hmm. and if i were on top i guess my clit was rubbing against his sure his, his big belly sure <laughs> i love a little belly sure. um but then it would feel like i was gonna pee so i would just stop i thought i was gonna but i think now in hindsight that that was probably uh orgasm and yeah. then even going down on me i think once i orgasmed with him going down or it felt like an orgasm thingy but i wasn't sure and that was when we were in london and then it was when i was over here this guy oh my god this guy um made me he went down to me he was an irish guy and he made me orgasm like i'd never and that was before i was masturbating and i was like oh my god like i still it was like sent me to a different he sent me to a different realm that was a different realm um <laughs> yeah so that guy actually he so when we and it's similar to your situation because when we met he had just gotten out of a five-year relationship like two months previous mm. and before that he and i was i remember being like i don't know i think it's i think that's too soon yeah and him being like well no because my five-year ex before that i was in an eight-year relationship and i met her like a month afterwards so he said i just i'm not the type of person if i meet someone i don't want to so he was like i'm it's definitely not an issue i've done this before it's fine Mm -hmm. and i was like okay but then when i went to his apartment he had a picture of him and his ex on the fridge and i just thought that was weird and i was like oh i think that's kind of weird and he snapped at me Mm. and i was like oh okay Mm. yeah i don't want to yeah yeah deal with this yeah i don't want to deal with this sure but um but yeah but great liquor router (laughs) that's such a funny phrase (coughs) Look out. Look out. That's what they say. Yeah. That's what we say. Don't eat out. No, don't eat out. Eat out is like, do you want to eat out? Is like, I'm going for a restaurant. Sure. That's what we say here, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to eat out? But it's also. Yeah, we just don't nibble on it. Well, unless some people like that, but it's licking, you know, lick, 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 lick. <laughs> well, good to talk about therapy. Yeah. Wait, so back <laughs> no, I'm to therapy. I'm just kidding. Well, back to therapy, though, because, okay, so. When you decided to go to therapy, and I think there's another thing. So for people, okay, for people who need therapy, a lot of, I think a lot of people who have like anxiety and stuff like that are big procrastinators and they don't like, like I got a bill recently and I just left it. I just ignored it. And now the bill is extra because mm-hmm. I couldn't have just done it at the time like a normal person. Sure. Um, and I think the idea of even looking for one and shopping around, like our brains don't really work like that. So that that seems more overwhelming than actually going to a therapist. How did you, and how did you even do that? How did you go, okay, I'm going to look for a therapist. What did you do? Uh, well, 
I am coming at it from a place of uh, privilege in the sense that I had health insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tried to go on ZocDoc because I'd used that to like find a doctor before. Uh, I wouldn't recommend doing it because th- I think they kind of try to lure you in by saying a certain doctor is more available than they are. But anyway, uh, I hit up one psychotherapist I found on ZocDoc. That guy wasn't accepting new patients, but it was part of a, a, a psychotherapy group called Cobb Psychotherapy. Uh, and then that's how I found my actual therapist. And your health insurance covers it? Yes. Because I have health insurance. It's not, I, sometimes it's not even a place of privilege. I'm just so poor they gave it to me. Sure. That's another thing, too, is I think a lot of people don't realize that if you don't have health insurance, you can still sliding scale therapy is available uh, depending on where you look. I would also recommend anybody check out Psychology Today because it's a great way to find uh, therapists. You can put in like whatever sort of health insurance plan you have and then they'll show providers. And that's obviously for America. I don't know for Ireland. So sorry, lads, you're on your own. Um, But I'm sure it's similar. Just yeah. Google it. I, I'd imagine it's cheaper in Ireland. Oh, I don't know. I'd love someone to message in and let me know because I don't. I don't. We don't have health insurance, but we do have health insurance. It's very confusing. This is a good question, uh, and I think I know the answer. But in Ireland, is the is there still a, a stigma around therapy and talking to somebody? I think yeah, but not as bad. Okay. I don't think it's as bad. It's like everything. Like in the past few years, there was a big, there was always a stigma against like yoga and stuff like that, and people have really gotten into fit, fitness and mental health. So I, I don't think it's as as bad anymore. I think for like maybe the older generations, but mm-hmm. I yeah, I think um, and my step, like even my stepmom has told me to get therapy or therapist. She was like, it's a massage for the brain. Um, <laughs> uh and my dad he never went to therapy and he says now he should have sure um so i think now it's becoming more because there was a big there was a big uh suicide high suicide rate in ireland and i think a lot of that had to do with the recession and people losing money and not wanting it to fall on their family but there there i remember remember reading somewhere there was a big suicide rate in ireland for a long time so mm-hmm. i'm just probably not talking about their problems and going to therapists and all of that stuff and i'm sure it helps obviously it helps yeah but there is a reluctance and then there's that stereotype that irish people are impervious to therapy but i think it's because we just cover up a lot of our issues like that with humor or maybe drinking and sure just Coping get on with it yeah yeah, yeah. you'd be all right well, so psychotherapy, that is therapy. That's therapist. And yeah, then there's other, so. so I was reading up online to be like devil's advocate. Like, what are the negative effects of therapy? And they were like, you know, there's like a small percentage of people who don't. And it was like 10%, which I was like, oh, that's actually very low. That don't find it works for them, mm-hmm. which is very low. That's, you know. And then the other thing was sometimes people... Eh, eh, they either develop unhealthy attachments with their therapist. So it can be sexual or just you know unhealthy in regards to they always need to you know they're they're talking to their therapist and not really dealing with their problems mm-hmm. um so another issue was that if you're only talking to your therapist about your problems it me it can stop you being vulnerable with people who are close to you which can stop you developing um relationships so that was a con on a website they were doing pros and cons that's true yeah but i feel like you well, this is you. Yeah, not, not me, for everybody. but general yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. 
generally i bet i can see that being a problem for people who have trouble opening up to yeah you know what i mean but then i guess if they open up to a therapist it might make them more comfortable opening up to other people sure yeah and you open up to the therapist about why you can't open up to exactly other yeah people yeah so that was just a can't remember what the other con was the other con was like as well depending on what mental health issues you have like they were saying <clears throat> uh borderline personality disorder and stuff like that sometimes those conditions don't necessarily work well in therapy so mm-hmm. but it's more like you need to uh get medication and i don't know what that is that's a psychi- psychiatrist say so, yeah so that's the other thing as well you might need to shop you might just need to shop around as well Shop around. Yeah, and if you need medication, you're talking about going to a psychiatrist who has a medical degree versus a psychologist who's a licensed therapist. Yeah, a psychotherapist. Yeah, like a licensed talk therapist versus a psychiatrist, which I believe is an MD, so officially a doctor that can write prescriptions. Well, I've had a therapist on. I'd love to get a psychiatrist on just because it's interesting. I was just reading uh, a bit about the borderline personality disorder just when we right before we were, i went down a little psychology today rabbit hole but it was just saying they don't in the u.s they haven't the fda or whatever or whoever hasn't decided on one specific drug for that mm. to give to people and then they were talking like they think it's more like a neuron thing mm. it was just interesting because then if it was a neuron thing going forward in the future maybe they could like just fix people's wires i don't know it just sounds like your wires are a little mixed up sure absolutely. instead of a therapy thing which is like you're uh, you're you're just like sad from past stuff and you need to talk about it or whatever sure or you need coping mechanisms yeah well and also a coping mechanism can you know if your wires are mixed up and you have a coping mechanism that works yeah that can also fix your wires well it was saying in this article and again remember listeners i haven't a fucking clue what i'm talking about i just briefly read it um and i get scared when i read these things too much because i'm like oh my god (laughs) it makes me feel very overwhelmed my brain starts to swell and i'm like i just like i'm like is this me (laughs) um but it was saying that um for people because i've been talking to a couple of friends recently who um have no people who have bdp or per borderline personality disorder and obviously i think someone close to me has it we're not gonna say who because just you know should probably try to get me cancelled again um but uh it, it literally said in this article that the different parts of the brain were being used more and the parts of their brain that were being used more were the the things that lean into fear and like negativity and irrational mm. so it's just it's like that seems more like a physical thing than I also I don't know so I shouldn't be talking about this I don't know what makes that happen or what are and then I I my friend my friend from school her father was like um, a mental health nurse and he said that sometimes people develop mental health issues because their brain can't deal with whatever traumatic experience they're going through so they just go they leave like the realm of logic and go I keep using the word realm and go into like this kind of their brain just just it's dissociates yeah and it's just interesting sure absolutely yeah so i just think then you would want to go to therapy but also then the therapist might be like okay you need to go to a psychiatrist sure yeah yeah yeah. well and that's the thing they can always recommend you to you know if you need uh additional scary i remember watching vanilla sky and that scared (laughs) that that was scarier than any slasher movie i've ever watched because i was like what if i'm not real i was going around being like is this real (laughs) oh vanilla sky is a great movie 
fucked me up. Did you watch that just recently? Mm-mm. Oh, that was always one of my favorites. When I was, when I was 14. 14, yeah. So I was already not in a great place. And sure. then I'm watching this movie. And I had coping mechanisms since I was small. I think I've said in podcasts, but I would always touch, because I would always think like all these, because my mother would say all this stuff like, you know, if you don't plug out all the, it was like fucking, like, did you ever see that movie, The Unfortunate, or no, the book, Unfortunate Series Events? Mm, uh, series of unfortunate events i've heard of so I remember see. there's a chapter in it but it's very similar to my mother she'd be like if you leave the fridge door open for too long it'll blow up and we couldn't use the oven because she didn't know how to use it and she was like it'll blow up if you leave the plugs in everything's gonna blow up everything's blowing up and so like there was a lot of that instilled anxiety as a child or if the cat's meowing outside it's an axe murder after 10 p.m only after 10 p.m i don't know why it's not an axe murder murder before you need to pull down all the blinds because there's like the neighbors are like are looking in through the little holes so there's all these things like that were mother still- sounds uh paranoid yeah yeah like lots of things she's lots of things sure but um why did i go off on that rant uh i think discovering things about yourself no, maybe please. well because we were talking about vanilla sky oh so uh oh yeah so coping mechanisms so when i would think like well what if that is true what if the world would explode you know like i would just touch wood because irish people touch wood and it's like something my grandmother would do like knock on wood and it was like a nice censoring thing and then my father got me a cross when i was small yeah and then in my head it's like well jesus christ was cross was wood so if i can't find wood i just kiss it and it's something i still do to this day even though i know but it just makes me feel yeah like oh like i think as coping mechanisms go it's not too harmful you know yeah. it's just a because it, i think you're aware you're like logically okay this isn't gonna stop doing, the world from exploding, sure but sure. we know the world's not gonna yeah, explode yeah but if it's like a simple something as simple as that that calms you i don't see anything wrong with it yeah, yeah. and you have to as well i've noticed so what i would do for the anxieties because like i'd say i probably had a bit of ocd as a kid i would have to like put my shoes in a row or my leg will break or like switch the light off real like obvious ocd stuff but it was just it makes sense for the environment i was living in but when you get older you don't want to indulge in those sure so you have to be like i didn't leave the iron on go live your life you know or i you know okay the plug is left in in the kitchen it's not gonna go on fire go to sleep if it goes on fire you're dead yeah you know and i had to really force those into myself and be like and it just the more you do it the easier it gets Mm. Mm. (coughs) or you know or if i indulge in it every night i'd be running around checking every plug i'd be knocking on your room being like did you unplug your stuff you know (laughs) this is crazy sure well i get it and i still have to go to therapy i will one day (laughs) Uh, wait so is your therapist you're still the same therapist from five years ago no it's a different therapist um uh but she's great fantastic uh very professional um smart has she helped you through your recent breakup yeah monumentally yeah yeah in a way that i didn't uh uh yeah i don't know there's um i think I don't want to get too much into it, but I think I was kind of coping with it by not coping with it at all, you know, just being like, okay, I'm busy, I'm working out, I'm doing this, you know, and my life is, for all intents and purposes, moving forward, but there's not, you know, part of processing any kind of loss is just experiencing bad emotions. Yeah, being sad. Yeah, and she uh in a in a good gentle way 
you know, recently was like, you know, we haven't talked about it in a while. How are you feeling? Yeah. What are you doing? And then inevitably I end up crying and it's not bad. Uh, it's just uh, unpleasant. And, uh, but, you know, I don't, you just have to feel sad sometimes. Yeah, you and do. It, yeah. And it fucking sucks. But, no, you do. Yeah, it's okay. It's a big, um, I never used to cry this much when I was a young person yeah and uh more and more as i get older which i think is healthy but uh i don't know we talk about that a lot too i have a my my father i've never seen him cry and he's not an unemotional man and i i have memories of crying in front of him and he never made me feel bad about it uh but it just is hard to do and so that's kind of what we're talking about a lot lately in therapy is... I find that hard as well to yeah. cry. And mm-hmm. I find if you don't cry, if you don't have a healthy relationship with crying, and I'm learning this again probably from Leland because he's like, it's okay to cry. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but because we've talked a bit about it, but I've been crying much more lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like i wouldn't cry before it i would hold it all in and then i remember being like in spain and we were going back to ireland anytime i go back to ireland i find it like a little triggering just because i'm just like you know just like there's a wealth of feelings yes exactly and we were going back and my dad was like i don't know i was just kind of he was trying to talk to me about something i was trying to articulate it but i couldn't and i felt overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and then i started to cry but he thought i was like annoyed with him and he was like and he gets frustrated because he doesn't want me to cry obviously Uh, but and then you can't articulate it because you're just it's just like it's like four years worth of crying so you can't Mm. so i think it is good to have a healthy relationship with crying so it doesn't come all out once and it's just like uh one of my favorite jokes ever of all time uh, and I don't think he knows how good it is. Um, but Jordan Temple has a joke about, uh, I saw Jesus, like there's a verse in the Bible where like Jesus wept yeah. and he's like, it's the shortest verse in the Bible. And he's like, I don't like that. I wish that it was like Jesus wept. It should be uh, Jesus wept. So I asked him, Jesus, what's wrong? And Jesus was like, it's not one big thing. It's just a lot of little things, <laughs> which is such a, uh, you know, cause that is it. It's, it, it's, it's never the thing itself. It's it's the thing that breaks the ice, and then the cry becomes just about a milieu of. It's so true. Yeah, yeah, that's a great joke. I love that joke. Mm, yeah, he has another part in it where he's like, "Why didn't anybody just like hug him? Why did they just leave him there crying?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what are we on? 49 minutes we're nearly done so we oh. we we okay so in this episode we decided it's so oh i knew there was something else i wanted to ask you so when you go to therapy do they so let's say in an example okay either you're talking about your anxiety or you're talking about your recent breakup or anything you're going through is a job do they just listen and suggest or do they actually give you like hey why don't like you know the way if you go to a priest and he's like okay do 10 confessions or 10 holy marys do they actually give you like okay try this for this week do they give you like homework or sometimes yeah Yeah. i i I have a good example of and it it, it's so simple uh but i was just talking about how much anxiety i've been experiencing lately and especially like in uh sort of in between moments when i'm alone and i said specifically the train when i'm on the subway and i was like because i'm just like i'm either by myself looking around or i'm on my phone 
and it just is all horrible. And it sounds so simple, but she was just like, why don't you just read a book instead? And it, I was like, oh yeah, because I used to do that all the time. I would just read on the train. And she's like, yeah, just, it's, it's, it seems like you're just sitting there uh, having like unfiltered experiences and then a phone will, you know, sort of negatively reinforce, uh, you know, social media, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and now she, you can play Scala. Now I can play Scala. But now I, I still, uh, I like to read, uh, it's, it's so much better to, to read anything um, and sort of give yourself a break. It doesn't always work, but by and large, it's much better. So like just something like that, which is almost like a more just practical piece of advice. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, yeah, there will be, you figure out together different coping strategies or, or ways to process diff- difficult emotions. And you sort of, I don't know, my experience with it is that it's very collaborative. Uh, like if I'm like, oh, I, I went here and I was freaking out about this and I notice I freak out a lot about this or that. And she's like, well, do you ever notice a time where you're not freaking out? Uh, and what are you doing when you're not freaking out? And, and, and you say, yes, I noticed this. She's like, okay, is there a way that you can cultivate that, you know, yeah. to sort of uh, safeguard against uh, a negative spiral, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. That's great. Yeah. So it feels very collaborative as a way to, I don't know, exist better. I love the reading thing. I always found as well that reading helped with my anxiety because it just, A, it's a form of escapism. It's like a break from your own thoughts. And you you don't feel guilty about it because I don't know why. People are a bit mean about watching binging TV. They're like, oh, you're rotting your brain, which I don't think you are because I think TV can learn a lot of lessons. Yeah. And for us, I'm always like, well, one day I'm going to write a show. So I'm learning. (laughs) Well, also, I think uh, people talk about rotting your brain. And it's like, well, now that we've all experienced social media and doom scrolling, it's like, well, that is rotting your brain. You know, this is just a TV. It's it's fine. Yeah. I love little forms of escapism. Yeah. Yeah. And as they go, uh, you know, reading is very healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me feel good. You know, if I finish a book, I'm like. What a big boy I am. Yeah, you yeah. are a big boy. <laughs> I also, uh, feel, I was thinking last, I felt guilty because I play so much of this card game Scala on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's like taking over my life and I should be living my life. And then I was like, what else would I be doing on the train? Like, why am I being hard on myself? And also life is, you know, sometimes I guess the TV and, you know, social media specifically can really glorify life and you should be traveling and you should be doing this. And it's like, well these little moments are just as enjoyable like just you know relaxing and playing a card game and winning a card game just these small little things like it's fine yeah especially if you're present who cares right who cares where can people find you uh (laughs) really sam evans and you have an album I have an album. It's called Sweet Baby Boy. People listen to it. I hope you all listen to it and there's a big bump and he'll be like, wow, that's that. those people in Ireland, Britain, Canada and Australia. Please, people in Ireland. And some uh, people in America. Yeah, you can get it. It's available everywhere uh, that you can get albums uh, digitally. And uh, yeah, listen to it. Sweet Baby Boy. I'm at Really Sam Evans everywhere. Really Sam Evans at gmail.com if you would like to email me. Oh, yeah email them that's yeah. so much fun email me <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, love yous bye
Okay, thanks for listening. Um, please follow Sam and go listen to his album. And again, if you want to sign up to the Patreon, it's Patreon forward slash the Shift Podcast. And it's pay what you want. And yeah, um, have a lovely week and I'll talk to you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.